When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Bianca Andrescu, and you're listening to Tobin Tonight. I want to ask you to get like really started here is I thought it was kind of interesting that, you know, yes, we know we know you as Canadian, but you have a more you have a different background as well. Can you kind of get into that? Because I know your parents came here in 94 from Romania. Yeah, yeah from Romania, a small town in the southeast. And I grew up there actually for three years of my life from the age of six to nine, I would say. I actually started playing tennis there. My parents loved watching tennis growing up and I was always an active child, but Nothing really stuck with me. I tried gymnastics. I tried swimming, skating back in Canada when I was little or more little than (laughs) six years old. And yeah, one day my dad's like, why don't you try tennis? I mean, you don't like anything else. And then I tried tennis and I loved it ever since. I think it was kind of like meant to be as cheesy as that sounds. But uh, yeah, I started playing tennis there. I grew up I had my three years of my life there and I speak the language, which is awesome because I only speak English and Romanian and a little bit of French, but please don't test it. No, no. Listen, I (laughs) I know like maybe three things in French, three things in French. That's all I'm good for. Yeah, me too. (laughs) It's just like, it's like, hello and hello. How are you? And can I use the bathroom? That's probably it. Yeah. I want to ask you because like, obviously you said you were interested in different sports as well. Like you tried them. But like, what made you gravitate to tennis? Because if I tell you what sport I gravitated to, it was bowling. No one comes out to watch someone bowl. Like, if you're good at tennis, people are like, really? yeah. Unless unless you're like on like ESPN's like, you know, bowling channel where you're the guy who's like, who do you think you are? <laughs> I am. Other than that, if you're not that good, they're like, just, just let them be. So what made you get so energetic everyone about tennis? Loves, everyone loves something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, for me... First of all, I loved individual sports. Like I loved swimming, I loved skating and gymnastics as well. I kind of gravitated more towards like the individual sports. I have no idea why. Maybe because I don't necessarily like people. (laughs) So I like to be in my own little bubble. And it's also great because if you do anything wrong, it's solely up to you and uh, it's your doing. So I don't have to like worry about anyone else, if you know what I mean. And just, I don't know, the feeling of hitting a forehand winner, the feeling of hitting a drop shot, the feeling of just being on that court, moving side to side. I, I grew up playing on clay, so I love the clay. But yeah, I just, I, I absolutely loved it. There's nothing really in particular. I just really, really loved it. See, that's fair because like individual sports, it's all on you. But now see, I'm the type of guy when I was yep. younger, even as an individual sport, I would like look around and be like, how can I blame this on you? <laughs> it's like, sir, <laughs> you, you struck out you on really that. Bowling. Yeah. <laughs> you struck out that time. That was strike three on you. I'd be like, that's, that's Timothy's fault. Timothy, get over here. Be like, 
I, why? Are you breathing you're, too loud? <laughs> yeah, you. Shut up. Stop, stop breathing. <laughs> you're, you're not helping. And the next minute it's like, I'm trying the best I can. I'll be like, thank you. Thank you. Now I can do things. Uh, <laughs> obviously, with individual sports, there's a lot of pressure and it's all on you. Right. Like if you if you succeed, it's almost like I, I love the movie Coach Carter, but there's a line in Coach Carter that's like you told us we win as a team. We lose as a team. If one guy triumphs, we all triumph. So, like, I want to ask you, because 2019 was a stellar year for you. Canadian Open, you won. That's like the first time I think in like 50 years the Canadians ever won that U.S. Open. You've yep. won that. So, like, this is like your all time high. So, like, what's going through your mind, you know, going up against one of the great you know tennis players that we have in serena williams but like what's going through your yeah. mind challenging her winning but now you're a canadian winning at the u.s open there's jokes late night shows made jokes about the canadian winning the u.s open but like tell me through the highest of high like what's going through your mind as you're winning this <sighs> nothing Man, just deadness um, like no <laughs> Just deadness. No, I yeah. wish. There's yeah. way too many emotions. It was so overwhelming. I remember like after I, I won that match, I was laying down on that court and all I was thinking about was how all the hardship that I went through was so worth it. Like just for that moment, everything was so worth it. I could not stop crying. But at the same time, like I knew that I was meant to be in that position for some reason. It's like, it was my soul calling in a way. I just felt so at peace with everything. And even before the match, I was so confident. It was crazy. Like I had this coolness to me. I was in my zone from A to Z the whole match. And it's never been like that ever, but just for that final. So really? all of okay. these, like, you know, yeah, all the hard work that I put in, you know, all the meditation, all the visualization, all the manifestations, like all of that brought me to that. So I like your response because I'm kind of interested because where you're saying like you went into this confident, like even like, you know, you're facing not that I need to tell you, but it's like you're facing Serena Williams, who's accomplishing herself. But you're coming into this like, man, I felt confident. Like I could say that. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm confident. But then someone's like, okay, but how confident? And you're like, all right, like honest hour here. I'm a little bit nervous, but I feel like I can take her. But you're just yeah, going in there yeah. like, I got this. And I'm just like, okay, I, I, I still feel like, can you check her cup? Just make sure nothing got poured in her cup, like overconfidence or anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, like someone didn't slip something in to make it but sound like But I was like nervous. A, yeah, okay. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, 4Kids Flashback. 4Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at 4Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. 
right. don't That's get me good. wrong. Like <laughs> I was, especially the first time I played her because I played her in the finals of uh, the Canadian Open. She ended up retiring, which sucked for sure. I mean, nobody likes yeah. winning like that. But yeah, before that match, like I was crying to my coach. I was sobbing my eyes out because of all the emotions, and I was still wiping down my tears while I was walking on the court. <laughs> because I just, I couldn't believe it. So it was kind of good that I had that moment before the US Open final, because like I kind of got a taste of how it would be like in a way. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I think in the, I believe I read in the US Open, cause I know like it to get a little bit personal too. Like you, you're allowed to have your dog at the US Open, right? So, I mean, that's beneficial, mm-hmm. right? Like when you win or, li- or you sneaked li- her yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. You win or you lose. It's almost like, all right, it's like your parents are there. Like, give us a hug. No, where's my dog? I want my dog. Yeah. Give me my damn dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's such a stellar thing in my life. Like she's incredible. Every time I look at her, I just smile. She makes me forget about everything. She's the cutest. When you reach a high of a high, you're like on top of the world. Like no one can come at you. You're kind of like, this is my peak. Now I know as Canadians, we're kind of trained to be more humble, more like almost like, yeah, like we, you were okay. Yeah. We did okay. You're right. But like, I want to ask you, cause You're that right. comes in handy because sometimes when you don't get like the highs of highs and you just go through struggles, people can't really then say, well, mm-hmm. like, Oh, she got knocked down a peg. It's like, no, she didn't. She was always humble. So how do you take that? Like when you, st- when you think you have things in control and they just slip away from you. How do you bounce back? See how I did their tennis, tennis puns. <laughs> yeah, bounce back. Good job. You did, you did your research. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, for me, it's not always easy. Like, it's so easy to say things, but to actually do them can be so difficult sometimes. Like, I have a lot of bad days. I did have a lot of bad days in 2020 and 2021. Let's just say a lot happened. And I kind of wouldn't say lost my focus. I just lost a lot of love for myself, I would say, because I kept identifying myself too much with the sport. If I won, I was pleased, like I was happy. But if I lost, it was like complete disaster. And I would basically put my or base my worth off of that. And I was losing quite a bit in 2021. So that wasn't easy and it was just like a down, down world, downward spiral. And uh, I ended up taking time off. I ended up taking like six months off. I told myself, I told my team that I just, I can't continue like this anymore. I'm like crying in my bed, like every other night. Like it just, I wasn't enjoying it anymore. And so that break just made me realize a bunch of things made me realize how much I truly love the sport. I kind of rediscovered myself in like other aspects as well. Like I picked up martial arts, I picked up dance again. I used to dance like back when I was like 10, but um, like I picked that up again and I realized how much I love that. And now I'm kind of like incorporating it in my training, just making it fun, just enjoying it again. Cause in 2019, I was just enjoying it. I was just going with the flow. like. Nothing crazy. I want to get back to that. (laughs) Yeah. Like, do you feel like where you had the success and then where you were kind of like, again, like not winning as much matches, there was pressure because now people are not viewing you as like the number 153 ranked or number 100th ranked. Like they're looking at me like, all right, she's winning. And now all of a sudden, is it like, is this a fluke? What's going on? Like, listen, I'm not 
pinpointing it as like, all right, let's let's let barrier. But at the same point, it's like I've been there. I've been to points where like it, not that to the peak of professionalism, but you you go and play bowling or you have a great soccer match and someone's like, all right, yeah. next week look out for him because he's going to score another six goals, yeah. and then you don't score six ever again. They're like. What a plug. This guy sucks. And you're just like, I know. I, I have feelings. I know. People really don't care yeah. about what other people <laughs> think about, you know, just basically that. Like, I get so many comments on, oh, you're just a fluke. Oh, you're a one hit wonder and whatnot. And I mean, back in the day, I would believe that. But now yeah. I realized a lot like I feel like I'm just more aware of everything around me even about my sport about my team my family my friends and just being very present helps me navigate towards that because I have to have social media you know to interact with fans sometimes it's not always the the best the thing but yeah. I know I have to do it it's a part of the a part of the gig but really staying in the present moment and realizing you know my worth and what I did achieve because what I achieved is something incredible sometimes I feel like I would downplay it but I have to tell myself like you did great and you know if you did it once you can do it again so that's kind of how I try to like deal with it yeah that's fair now like with other people that we've had on this podcast like obviously social media is kind of like a big topic I want to ask you, like, how do you kind of manage playing the sport and your social media? Because I know that I've read that you're kind of into like creative visualization. Now you used to spend more time at it. I think you said now it's like 15 minutes, but it's still something. And you, and yoga also helps too in terms of like just kind of meditating, get everything out of your head. But like, how do you handle that? Because like, I feel like there has to be a team behind you that's like, all right, weed out these tweets, weed out this stuff so that that doesn't get into our headspace. Or if you come across something that's negative, like how do you not retaliate, but more or less, how do you be like, all right, get that out of my system? Because I get one's comments where it's yeah. like, this podcast is mediocre, this host sucks. And I'm just like, but how can I be better? <laughs> that's the mindset. You just got to be like, how can I be better? Basically, like if, you know, you looked at one episode and you're like, oh, damn, like I missed a question or I said that question yeah. wrong or something like that. You know, you just got to keep getting better. Everybody make mis makes mistakes. And I try not to look at it as a failure. I try to look at it as a challenge or just adversity because failure is such a strong negative word and it gets into people's heads a lot. And that's what I'm trying to adapt. Just keep getting better every single day. Like, yeah, I meditate for 15 minutes, but I do other things like, like that's the 15 minutes where I close my eyes, you know, and then there's yoga. That's a form of meditation. There's like mindful eating where you don't do anything. You just focus on your eating or mindful walks or just things that helps you stay in the present moment regarding the whole social media thing man it's not always easy for sure but no. i try not to take things personally i think that's the one thing that us human beings are masters of we love taking things personally so i try to look at it as i know who i am i know what my worth is i know what i'm capable of who the heck are you yeah. you know that's kind of how i look at it and that just helps me stay confident and sometimes i'll just laugh it off uh, but most of the time i try not to look at that and i like to take social media breaks that's why i'm not always active on social media which 
isn't always a good thing, but yeah. I want to also preserve my mental health, and that's always a good thing for me. Hello, I'm Wendy Mesley. There you are. A lot of people have wondered what happened to you. I could say the same about you, Maureen Holloway. Well, here we are, a few years after we left our previous jobs. We've been busy. We have a podcast. I know, you're thinking, who doesn't? But ours is really good. It's called Women of Ill Repute. We don't just talk to women, though. Just the most interesting people you'd ever want to meet. Artists, musicians, comedians, doctors. Activists, convicts, writers, sex workers. Drop some names. Jan Arden. Pamela Anderson, Bruce Coburn, Samantha Irby, Louise Penny, Marilyn Dennis, Colin Mockery. We laugh, we cry, sometimes we argue. Come and find us. Our website is womenofillrepute.com. Or try Apple, Spotify, and all the podcast places. So now you know what happened to us, Women of Ill Repute. That's fair. I feel like, you know what, when I come across comments, like I said, if someone's like, you suck, this is the worst, blah, blah, I kind of come from a comedy background where I kind of like going like, all right, how do we implement that into the next episode where it's like, you start off the podcast where like you take the comment where someone's oh, like, there you go. Yeah. Like you suck. You're like, all right, welcome to the podcast where you suck. I suck. Everyone sucks. Our guest today sucks. And then they're just <laughs> like, hold on. Why is he taking something that I was supposed to hurt his feelings with and working with it in his show? I'm like, well, keep going, keep telling me more and I'm just going to use it humor and laughter is honestly the best medicine just not taking things so seriously makes you first of all seem more confident and just the happy person people yeah. don't like that people hate that people people see you happy and yeah. they're just like how do i bring that down and you're just like go ahead give it a try it's so sad i, I want to ask you a little bit like obviously with athletes you deal with injuries i i've dealt with an injury where it's like uh, I, a pinky i broke my pinky no i'm only kidding and that'd be like the, that'd be like horrible like go to bowling be like i can't bowl today guys what happened uh my right pinky they're like you're left-handed i'd be like shut up <laughs> uh, but how do you it still counts yeah it still counts i just don't want to play i didn't want to tell anybody uh but how do you like deal with injuries? Cause I know like sometimes when you're away from a sport and you can't train because you're injured, obviously that's a setback. Cause then you have to like work your way back to getting to where you were too. So with your injuries, how do you work through it? Like what was your mental state there? Uh, I'm just more or less interested because every athlete's different. I feel like if this was a Kobe Bryant interview, he'd be like, I just put some ice on it. And I went back out and played. I'm like, great yeah. Kobe. Right. He's insane. <laughs> yeah. He's insane. I wish I could have that kind of mentality. It's uh, not always easy, but um, like, for instance, when I first got injured, I was always like super, super scared. But then once I started getting injured more, I was like, screw it. I'm just going to push through it because I'm sick and tired of just like, you know, not playing. And sadly, that's kind of how my career went up until a year and a half ago. I haven't been injured for a year and a half. So I'm very grateful for that. Knock on wood. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Knock there you on go. wood. Thank God I have wood here. Yeah, yeah. But how I dealt with it before was, first of all, I can't be how I was at the beginning, like too scared. And then I also can't be too, um, like too eager to like push through it. So I had to find a balance in between and I really had to do my best at identifying what kind of pain it is, first of all. But obviously if it's a uh, injury where, you know, like I tore my meniscus one year that you obviously need to take time off and that time off 
sucks. First of all, cause rehab, like you need patience for that. That really sucks. But I know that I have to do that. So obviously I have to push myself through it, but I feel for me, it's more the mental side of it. I just tell myself, look like, yeah, it, it is part of the sport. Things can happen here and there, but my main focus is how can I prevent this next time? And I think I've been doing pretty good for a year and a half. So I'm hoping that I can continue. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, listen, I, I think it's kind of interesting, like, you know, going through the highs, lows, injuries, like all that that an athlete goes through. Like sometimes you're like, you forget they're human, right? Like when you mentioned about social media, some people will see an injury and be like, that's it. She's done. All right, cool. It's over. And yeah. you're like, it's still a person behind the screen there. And I'm sure you wouldn't say it to their face. Now, some people would. And you're kind of like, <laughs> all right, kudos. Some people shout, would. Shout out to you. Uh, we like to have a bit of a fun aspect at the end of this uh, episode. It's called a random yeah. question generator. So I have no control over this. Okay. It's just random questions. Uh, so the first, one okay. that the first one that they've got here is, what's your favorite uh, fast food place? Like a place that you're like, yeah, got to stop there. I love Wendy's and In-N-Out. Okay. I like pizza. I don't know. Man. Do you guys have Wendy's in the state? We have, have Wendy's, we have in, Wendy's in Newfoundland, yeah. I don't well, know. Wendy's at Wendy. Oh, in the States. I'm here right now. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, oh God, I, I kind of want That's where right you're going. <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite kind of corny movie that you'll watch over and over again? No matter if someone's like, that's super cheesy, you're going to sit down and watch it. Uh, good question. Mine's always Mr. Deeds. Uh, oh, that's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. I like mr bean movies or i don't know if this is corny but the movie like horrible bosses or date night or okay. those kinds of movies <laughs> all right what's an artist that you currently listen to right now to like pump yourself up if you say drake's new album i'm gonna be like you are a liar no no <laughs> no 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 pass on that kendrick lamar and uh eminem that's yeah that's fair i listen to eminem sometimes i i'm just like just make sure my surroundings before i listen to it because i'm just like man i'm still white i'm still corny so you know don't want to <laughs> be too hard what would you consider a most embarrassing moment in your life that you wouldn't want people to know about but you're kind of okay talking about like it's kind of like it's not the most embarrassing thing ever but you're like hey this thing happened to me and some people can relate to it Mine is all, you know what, so, you, don't, you, you don't have to overthink it. Mine is always waving at people and then yeah. it's not even the person that you know. You're like, hey, and then it's like, oh. Oh, that's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> Let's see. Well, I can talk about this one story. Well, it's not really a story, but I was 14 and I didn't bring a pair of shoes. So I had to play with my opponent's shoes and they were much bigger than mine. I was like, yeah, not 14. I think I was like 12 or 13. And they fell off like twice during the match. Like they just slipped right off. That was to me like so fucking embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I feel like, I, I feel like to go with oh, yours, boy. I was in a hockey tournament once and you needed like a jock strap jock and they gave me this big huge one and it would and it wouldn't fit so every time it kept falling oh out my and, and of course you have a bunch of guys that's like oh my god look at the size of his and i'm just like excuse me this is a like a 50 year old thing and i'm 12 stop it <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious oh my god thank you so much for coming on 
Yeah, I really enjoyed it. You're okay. really funny. I love your humor. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Bianca Adrescu for coming on to the show. Remember, you can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob Sang. Thank you for listening, and good night. Kids, I'm your eager beaver. And I'm Mr. Grizzly. If you love politics, or hate politics, then have we we the perfect perfect podcast for you. The True North Eager Beaver. Incisive political commentary. We keep you up to date. And give you the political and media literacy you seek. To help you cut through the bovine fecal matter. Facts first. Sound analysis. Sometimes I growl. Sometimes I sass. We impart civics and build community. And we share some laughs along the way. Being informed. And engaged has never been more fabulous. Or sexy. Catch us on the Dean Blundell Network. Or on our YouTube channel. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Because democracy democracy is something you do. Hi, this is Candace Sampson, the voice behind What She Said. My show is your destination for stories that not only entertain, but also educate and empower. Every week, I spotlight strong female voices from across Canada. Women who are changing the narrative and driving change. Don't miss out on these inspiring episodes. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, or head over to whatshesaidtalk.com. What She Said can also be heard on blasttheradio.com, Mondays at 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. That's blasttheradio.com. It's time to dive into the stories that truly matter. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.